Hello and welcome to Finding Your Inner Space. I'm Emily and this is the podcast where we dive deeper into all things well-being. So I'm actually on my own today. Again, Kane is fine. No worries about Kane. This is because for this podcast we're going international. We're going Brits abroad to Spain and we're going up a mountain to see Georgia and Jack who live off grid. So this is a very exciting one for us. I've got the microphone and laptop all packed up, ready to go and uh, I hope you can join me. So the prompt for this one is how much free time do I need? Not want, need. So it might be You're always feeling overwhelmed, overworked, tired, and you might think that you need some more free time. It's an interesting one because it's about what you class as free time, what kind of free time do you need? So there's many different angles where you can go with this one. As always, it's very interpretive and we invite you to write it all down, anything that's come into mind, get your notebook out because you're going to pause in a second so you can really let it all out, do a mind map or if you're out and about, you're having a walk or you're in the car maybe, just have a little think, give us a pause so you can really think about how much free time you need. Now Georgia and Jack haven't gone off grid in Spain because they used to live in the UK They've obviously done something that's, let's say, more extreme and might not be something that you would want to do, but there's so much that we can all learn from them and they've got so many great top tips that you can, you don't have to be up in Spain, up a mountain to do, that you can do right here in the UK right now. So I think you're all going to love this one. So have a little think, everyone. Get those pens at the ready because we're going to go to the jingle now where you can pause. Welcome back to Finding Your Inner Space. I'm here with Georgia and Jack. Hopefully you've all written something down, had a little think. Because this, this is a good one. So the prompt is, how much free time do I need? It's a big question, if you've thought about it well enough. So I'm here with Georgia, who's going to answer right away. Hello, hello, hello everybody. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Um, So yeah, this is a very interesting um, question. And actually, I've, I've pondered on this very hard, maybe around eight, nine years ago. And it's actually led me in a very big like lifestyle change to what you'd maybe consider the normal um because I personally feel like I need a lot of time to like recharge my batteries like I get very drained like I'm an empath as as Emily me and Emily were chatting earlier um so yeah I just feel like I need a lot of time to like recharge my batteries and actually the lifestyle that I was living in the UK for instance where I didn't feel like I had enough time to do that and then when I met Jack it was like we clicked because we're both just lazy, really. <laughs> is this what it was? I was going to say, how how do you recharge? Is that Because that's one of the hardest things to do, I think. How, yeah, how do I you recharge? Especially when you have children. I mean, mm. 
I'd say when we recharge is when the kids are in bed and we're just chatting away, just like, just, I don't know, living in our own rhythm again. Um, but I don't know, what do you think? I think how we recharge is being out on our land, being out with our family essentially, because we are, this all we have up here together, isn't it? So Jack, do you recharge? Do you need to recharge or is it just um, Georgia? I don't feel I need to recharge. Um, about four years ago, we moved out here where we live in that off grid um, up on this hillside. And I don't I don't need to escape from that anymore. I, I find even when I'm knackered, even when I'm tired, the day's been long, I enjoy it. I, I find a lot of um, gratitude in being here and just walking around it and experiencing it, basically. Well, maybe the life you're living then energises you. I, I think that's true. I think I, the more I do, the more I want to do more. And I'm kind of addicted to this place. So it's, it's not a problem for me. Um, well, how we live, like we live off grid um, in the mountains in Spain. I don't know if like anyone knows at this point. I've said it in the intro, so you're all no, good. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we live off grid on a mountain. Um, and basically like how I feel like our farm is, is like the more we put into it, the more we get back from it like I almost feel like the house is alive and it's like it needs constant running and constant maintenance the farm needs you know constant tending to the trees the animals the children um but yeah we love it and I feel like we um I have one part-time job and that's predominantly what we live off as in our income because our overheads are so low because we've you know we're living off the solar uh, solar electricity and we harvest rainwater so all our utility oh, you're bills properly are off grid there. we are off grid <laughs> so you don't pay anything for electricity am i right no in no so obviously like when we bought the property it had a solar system already installed um it was quite an old one and we are still actually living with the batteries that we inherited from the previous owners and they do need replacing um but in terms of like day to day there's no oh my gosh you're living everyone's dream right now <laughs> well i know with the energy bills at the what, moment what about crazy. water do you pay for water no so we harvest um rainwater as well oh, so we wow. have like a big uh, underground tank that <gasps> is twelve thousand liters for anyone who's interested probably no one <laughs> get those stats in <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah um so yeah at the moment we live off sort of I'd say that fills twice a year. So we live yeah. off about 24,000 litres of water a year. Which is when, nothing compared to the... Yeah, I think the average UK household on a three-bed is about 120,000 litres oh, a year. Oh, wow. Um, so that's why we're a bit smelly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I was going to say then, how do you think you save all that water? Like, what's the difference? So are you showering less? I don't know. What are you doing? Everything's every, less, isn't it? All the water has to get used two or three times, so we'll catch our grey waters for vegetables. We're, yeah, we do smell. <laughs> we shower <laughs> infrequently. Um, and yeah, everything's used once or twice. So how does that work then? How does it get reused once or twice? Like, have you got so for instance, um, like the grey water from, so we've got a guest house, which Emily's actually been staying Ooh. in. <laughs> and the, the grey water from... What's a, sorry, what's grey water? So like when you've had a shower, like the waste yeah. water that, runs down the drain that actually feeds um there's like an apple tree and a flower bed oh. outside the front of the casita um in our shower for instance um we have a big bucket that we shower in and then we'll take water out the bucket and we'll use that to you know water vegetables or flowers 
just everything we try and use it twice and then so okay so you chow then it goes to like plants so okay that's the two times I yeah see. so yeah. we try and use everything twice wow. um, but we are getting a new tank installed as well and we get hopefully going to be catching rainwater off our track as well so that'll be give us another thirty one thousand litres so what i mean what are you going to just going to bathe in it or oh God, <laughs> what are you going to yeah. do with it we're going to be showering every day um yeah the whole i guess the whole point of like this lifestyle is that we because our utilities are so low we get to spend more time doing what we want really and what we want to do is be putting our energy back into the farm which yeah it does that's like our way it's like jackson of recharging when the kids are in bed obviously that's when we're fully <laughs> chilling <laughs> but day to day like it is just very when everything's working out here, it's very like peaceful, like you're living in tune with nature, the seasons, the weather, um, just living in our own rhythm, really. I love it. So coming back to the prompt, how much free time do I need? You, you were talking about your old previous life in England and now you're talking about your life in Spain. Do you feel like you get the free time? It sounds like Jack Maya, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's interesting because yeah. it, it was definitely the motivating factor was to gain more time as a family and just to get rid in general. But I, I, and we do have that time, but I guess we're more busy in a way in the chaos that we've created for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we're, we're spending a lot more time. That, like, we've got a 36 acre farm, so we're... we're tending the trees, we've got animals, we're looking after with the power system needs work, the water, all the plumbing, like it's, it's all a constant battle. But we enjoy it as well, don't we? And like yeah, for course. instance today, um I was like doing my online job and then it was like, oh should we go to the beach? So then I was able to like pack up, go to the beach and I can carry on doing my hours later today or pick them up tomorrow sort of thing. It's like we live in our own rhythm. Like if we want to do something that day then we'll go and do it. Whereas in the UK, like, I felt like I was, I guess what you'd call the rat race, like the mm. hamster wheel of just, like, having to just constantly, constantly be, be earning money just to pay for our utility just bills to live. and rent and just yeah. to live. And I think that's, I wrote that down in my notes, actually. Oh, did you? <laughs> it's, um, how it feels, society, like, especially in, like, the West is made where um, your lifestyle fits in around your job. Whereas we want to live the other way around where our work that, you know, we earn money fits in around our lifestyle mm. more. And this it's beautiful because we get to like, what I feel like, raise our own children. Like we've, they've never gone to nursery or anything like that. Um, just the time I get to spend like with Jack as well. Like I know a lot of couples, they're sort of ones at work, the other one's not. And juggling, you know, work, lifestyle, balance. But... We're probably sick of each other. No, I was going to say, do you have too much free time to get <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we're just busy enough, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Not about to start a divorce. <laughs> you just got married. <laughs> Love it. I feel like everyone on this podcast came to say the same thing, is just getting married. Every guest we have. <laughs> <laughs> one by one, yeah. It's like, oh, another, another oh, yeah. wedding. <laughs> you actually got married here, didn't you, um, we did, yeah. Just... We again, we everything we do is budget, so <laughs> it was a bit of a budget wedding. But I don't know that in a way it made it more beautiful and more like, personal, personal as well. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Everything seems so like authentic to yourselves, the life that you've created. Well, that's it. Like we, it was an olive theme wedding. Obviously, we live on an olive farm, so 
that saved on decoration. <laughs> <laughs> was able to chop down some olive branches, pop them in a vase, happy days. Um, like the confetti was just like olive leaves and dried flowers from the land. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, it was all very, very personal, wasn't it? It's nice to have the memories now walking around as well. Like, yeah, I'll have yeah, to do a little Insta story down there tomorrow. <laughs> it was very surreal actually, sort of seeing all these faces like just here on our mountain with us, especially all at the same time. Yeah, it's quite overwhelming, I imagine. It was when you're so it? used to because so it's incredible. It's so <laughs> it's so quiet here. That's what I can't yeah. grasp because I mean, even though you know you're next door in this house, it's just I've never heard quiet like it. I mean, I've never no, been before, but um, it's just. Some yeah. people get put off by it. We had um, our friend's mum stay, didn't we? And she, she couldn't actually get to sleep because she said it was so quiet. Really? Like, she's used to that background white noise, yeah. I guess. A car going past. Or, yeah. You know, we get a car go past maybe like once. What is it once moment? a month? Or like that, yeah, exactly. Since petrol prices have gone up, it's very, very <laughs> rare, I'd say. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Wow. So for everyone at home then, because I'm guessing they've wrote something very different to what you've got. Have you got any like top tips that you can give them? Then you know, people might not be thinking, Oh, I'm gonna pack up and leave and go <laughs> yeah. to Spain now. Is there anything you can recommend? Yeah, I mean before we um before we sort of came up with the idea of moving to Spain, I think that was always like an end goal, but we ended up doing it a lot sooner than we thought. So we were trying to think of how we could live off grid in the UK and um, I think like our options were sort of uh, buying a barge boat and doing it that way because I think we just didn't want to pay rent and mortgages that was our big thing and you got an inheritance from your grandma which sort of we're thinking right what can we do with this money like we could buy a barge boat we could maybe buy a patch of land and feel like a shipping container home or put a mobile home on there it was just any way to not have to be having these huge like overheads every month yeah, yeah. the commitment to pay that that hours out the door before you even started the month that you know you're gonna have to work and oh, it comes back yeah. to the free time again because it's like you're just dominated by this top level sorry <laughs> well in the uk we um so like we were both working full-time like you were full-time uh, gardener weren't you like self-employed I was doing like holistic therapies um and we still couldn't afford to pay all our bills like there's there's many times where we had debt collectors showing up at the door um I remember when what was the um I can't even think of the energy company's name now but they basically came to come and install like a prepaid meter because we just couldn't keep on top of it and I remember like ringing my mom in tears like they're here <laughs> Um, and it just, I just couldn't live like that. I used to get anxiety getting posts through the door because I was like, what bill is it now? Like, what debt have I missed now? Like, councils, oh, everything. It was just so overwhelming. And and I felt, I don't know why, but like, for a young age, I felt like I'm not here on this planet just to work. Mm. Like, I want to, for me, I feel like it's about self-discovery and like being becoming the best version of yourself and that takes a lot of time to put into you 
And that doesn't necessarily mean like through a career. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I think it's a shame because people are defined by their career. It's like the first thing you say to someone is like, oh, what do you do? Because mm. it, it builds in so many things, doesn't it? Like status and exactly, wealth yeah. and you, you grasp so much, don't you, from that? Absolutely. But I feel like a lot of there's a lot of mental health issues at the moment. I feel it's because people have lost contact with their soul, like their soul's purpose. Mm. I feel like they've lost connection with nature. Um, I feel like we're just not living a human experience. I think we forget that we are animals at the end of the day. And, um, like, you know, we're just not... I feel like we're not designed for this, like, this such fast-paced yeah. life. Just chaos work, 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 and work, stress. Work. Yeah. Stress over Just the stress. It's crazy, yeah. So have you got any other... So you mentioned... Obviously, some people might not have a lump sum of money. Yes, yeah, of course, yeah. Is there anything you can think day-to-day, -day, like you mentioned with the water, how you're reusing it? Yeah, so I think, um, we're like, I think at the end of the day, it's about writing down what your outgoings are and seeing how you can reduce the outgoings by, like, doing things yourself, like we were discussing earlier, like it's beneficial learning key skills yourself, like learn how to repair your clothes, learn how to do basic mechanics of your car, basic plumbing, DIY, like all this sort of stuff that we outsource and pay people for. I feel like learning skills is such a good way to be able to reduce your outgoings. Um, other things, I'd say growing your own vegetables and learning how to preserve food. Yeah, especially in the UK, I feel like there's enough rain that everyone should have a water but at the end of the drain pipe, everyone should be catching Regardless yeah. to save on the water bills and things I mean, like that. It rains a lot in the UK. It does. It's just the storage. If, if, yeah. was, if you had enough storage, you could probably do a lot of stuff with it. You know, you have a big section of your house because there is there is enough rain. It's just amazing that we no one's designed that system yet more practically for houses in the UK and more. They probably more were, but I feel like it's just the last maybe thirty, like twenty to thirty years, or maybe longer. Um, they're like people don't grow the vegetables anymore, they don't catch rainwater anymore. We're all just very dependent on the system and this system yeah. that's been built for us. But I think like what COVID's shown is how like vulnerable that system can be. And I think it's very it's not great to put all your eggs in one basket sort of thing. Um but I really am an advocate for like growing your own food. I think that is really important and an art that we've lost recently. And like even like how to harvest seeds from that food so that mm. you can uh, save them and replant them for next year. So if you think you buy a pack of seeds and you don't want the F1 GMO ones because they don't reproduce seeds, they've been designed that way. So you want to get heritage seeds. So when like you're growing, I don't know, say like um, an aubergine for instance, like at the end of that cycle, you can harvest the seeds from it and then use that again next year. Oh, that's good. So, you know, you're just reusing what you've got, not having to keep buying seeds every year. And that's quite um, grounding as well, isn't I was, it? I was about to say, it's a very rewarding way to spend your free time. Yeah. You can do only have an hour or two yeah. at, at the week that you can do something. It's very sort of self-nourishing and it, you get the rewards at the end mm -hmm. of it. You feel like you're growing and evolving with this... Yeah. And it's amazing what you can grow in such a, sh a tiny space. Like even for people who, you know, live in, or they've just got a little balcony sort of thing, you can still like, you can grow vertically, like um, vines, like tomatoes, all that sort of stuff. Um, and preserving it, I think, is a very important art that we've lost. And I'm 
trying to like master it myself this year. Well, we'll have to come back in a year's oh, time. <laughs> but also composting, right? I mean, composting, that's something that should, yeah. everyone should be creating their own soil, creating a good soil because that's vital as well for growing vegetables. That's another art that's been completely lost. Yeah. It's just crazy, isn't it? Like, but if you look at like how I was in the UK, say fifty years ago, all the gardens would have just been veg plots. And now it's almost, it became a status thing, wasn't it? That if you yeah. had a lawn, you could afford to, to buy your food outsourced and you didn't have to grow it anymore. Um, but yeah, you, you can grow an amazing amount of, of food in just such a tiny little space. And we struggle here because of our water situation. But again, not England, for long. <laughs> not for long, yeah. But because of the rain, you might rain you get if you can store some of it. And, you know, it's, um, it's amazing what you can grow in a tiny space. Oh gosh, I'm getting very inspired. Oh, get good. back and sort all this out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll have a debrief in a year. Yeah. Oh god, what's happening at home? <laughs> I mean, what other things can you think of to try and? Um, I mean, like in the UK, I don't know. Obviously, this is an expense, but if you can afford to do it, um, is installing solar panels or um, like a wind turbine. You get a lot of wind in, uh, in England yeah, as well, it's, don't it's you? Yeah, it's good on the weather front. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so yeah, another thing you could do um, in the UK is if you can afford to do this, because it is um, sort of like a lump sum of money up front, uh, is install solar panels. And obviously you'd need like a battery system to hold that power. Um, or like a wind turbine um, to, to produce energy. Uh, even things like it depends how back to basics you want to go but you could even buy like um a solar generator sort of thing which again for a few hundred pounds you can so you're not just relying on the grid yeah um again the sun in england that's the problem isn't it <laughs> that's the <laughs> issue right that's what you've got that. <laughs> yeah but again like it's amazing you can still harvest um, some solar power even when it's a bit cloudy. So I was discussing this prompt with Sophie and Sarah who I'm here with now on this glorious holiday um, which I think is quite interesting because I wanted to get their point of view as well and they were saying how with how much free time do I need they were saying oh, I need to make sure I've got time for loved ones which is what you were talking about and having enough time to be able to switch off from work again recharging and enough time to be inspired I really love that quote um you're not tired you're uninspired sometimes you mm. just feel so flat in yeah, life can't you and actually down and actually you're yeah. just not doing what you want to be doing mm. which I'm assuming is what you want to be doing right now is where you're inspired and keeping yeah. all that that kind of energy as yeah. you were saying Jack going um and then I thought about well we thought about how do you know when you're not getting enough? And again, that's what you were saying, Georgia. Can you yeah. tell me more about... We're big on feelings on this podcast. Good. Can you tell me more about how you were feeling? I loved how here you were feeling as well, Jack, from a, we love a man's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, how you were feeling at that point where you were like, we've just got to get out of this? I know you've kind of touched upon it, but feelings-wise, can you try and describe that? How it feels in your body as me, well? personally, before I met Jack, I would say some people call it like your spiritual awakening. I, I feel like I had this awakening of where it was almost like an epiphany. Like I don't want to be working all the time. I want to be like doing my own, like having my own free time and not just like working, working, working to make someone else rich. Yeah. Um, and it actually took me down like a bit of a dark route, really, because um, 
my mum, she's quite traditional, very excited for me to go to school, college, university, like I think she always thought I was going to be like a CEO of some company or whatever, <laughs> and that just wasn't me, and it was like I was, in my early 20s I started to, I guess, discover who I really am, so I think when you're a child you're very much influenced on your upbringing, yeah. But then when you get to like 20, it's almost like, well, hold on a minute, am I that person? Yeah, you're out in the big wide world, you see all these yeah. different perspectives. Now I've got to work, but like you come out of education, it's like, fuckers, yeah, I'm, I'm in it now. Like, I've got to get this job and I've got to pay for all these things. And I just remember thinking like, I was like really scared. And it, and it almost, so, so at that point I started thinking, right, I need to reduce my outgoings so I'm not having to work to pay for these things. So the first thing I did was just a simple thing, like got rid of my iPhone and just got like a little Nokia phone and um, reduced like my, so it went from like £40 a month to like paying a fiver a month sort of thing. Um, and then it just started to go on. How did it feel when you did that? It felt good. I felt like I was <coughs> starting to take control of like who I was and what my future was going to be. Um, in a way, it was good, but then, like I said, it was a bit of a dark time, sort of thinking I'm in this world now, and it all seems a bit scary, and um, I've, you know, de developed, like, an eating disorder, um, and it was just, yeah, it was a, I guess it was a dark time in a way, but then I say good when I look back now, because yeah. it was, like, the rebirth of me, um, and then when I met Jack, it was, like, we both, we just clicked with one of our first conversations was about like living off grid and community living and all this sort of stuff. How did you get onto that in the first conversation? <laughs> it's just been our passion in both of us, hasn't it? Like you, you're the same, really, aren't you? We hang out with a lot of conspiracy theories. <laughs> we won't <laughs> we were go there. The, <laughs> they took us down that route very early on, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. But how are you, how are you feeling, Jack? Then so it sounds like you were kind of. Starting to align with your true self, Georgia, <clears> from being in the start place, but it's actually a self-discovery journey. Where were you at at this point? When I met George. Yeah, George. Where, where were you at in your journey? Um, I was very sort of confused, I think. I didn't really know what I wanted out of life. Um, I was very unenchanted with like the whole nine to five. I was doing a bit of labouring um, with some builders who were just like... No one to look up, like you know what I mean. Just not good people, really, in general. Um, and I just, I didn't really. I was, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I felt really when I met him. I think, like, I think with Jack's story, it's interesting because um, he grew up and his family were really wealthy, and then so like you were living this very like luxurious lifestyle, but then the property market hit in two thousand eight and sort of broke everything down. So he had gone from experiencing. The materialistic things and all that sort of stuff to then the completely opposite yeah so when i met jack he was like um you were living in like a shared uh what would you call it like a, it was like a shared house yeah shared with my... house <clears throat> with your dad and like all these other not so nice people maybe. <laughs> Did you have a bit of a culture shock there <laughs> well in a way when i came back to the uk when i was 15 because we lived in spain it was a massive culture shock but um it kind of taught me to appreciate that materialism isn't everything. Like, I saw my dad be a wealthy man, but a very unhappy man. Yeah. And I saw his gratification come from things like spending time with his kids and doing small little things with them, like little 
go go karting with them, like the days out, things like that, they're making the memories more. Yeah. So it was a good education in a way because um, I've never wanted to pursue money. I never I never saw the status. I, I wasn't interested in it. I was interested in being happy from a very young age. And when I met G, I was sort of feeling... I don't know, like she, like she just came out of nowhere. And it was completely like, <laughs> I feel like we saved each other in a way, like, and we both understood each other where we were coming from. And That's I think really you, to like, um, we we have to be on that same page to be living this lifestyle. And it was like I'd felt like this, but I didn't really know like how to like talk to my mom about like um not wanting to work all the time and like you know living a more simple life and more s slow paced life because my mom's very she's driven by work and um i guess a bit of status like she likes to you know be the boss or all that sort of stuff and is it control as well definitely, definitely. i'd say yeah. <laughs> she's not going to listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's my mother-in-law <laughs> but yeah definitely so it's hard to break away from that because the whole of society, I felt I was different. I was like, I just don't fit in with this. I felt like an alien. So when we met each other, it was like, oh my gosh, like this person thinks the same as me, wants to live the same lifestyle as me. Doesn't care what job I have. Like, yeah, doesn't, like, yeah. doesn't not going to judge me for that external stuff. It's much more and interesting. He, than and he had stuff. a basic Nokia phone. When I was like, <laughs> we're meant for each other. <laughs> On the it table. was our phones that brought us <laughs> together. I know, it was just interesting. It was just mad meeting someone. I'd call Jack my twin flame. Like, I feel like we've got this mad. I feel like we're on like a life's mission. I don't know what it is or what, you know, but it, it just feels right what we're doing. And um, we just would love to inspire more people to try and like implement more off grid ways so they can then spend more free time, you know, doing what they want to do. Like, Building up your own business, spending time with family, learning know, skills, learning like skills, doing stuff. courses, you know, just. I think that's yourself. it, isn't it? And it's it's interesting because we're talking about all the positives of free time as well. But sometimes I don't know. I'm going to make up a scenario here. Maybe you've got made redundant from a job and you're just mm -hmm. scrabbling around. Maybe you're in a dark place, and actually, sometimes too much free time can be a yeah. A negative. Yeah. I guess it depends on your headspace entirely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think sometimes you need distraction from yourself. Oh my gosh. To kind of yeah. lift, lift yourself away. But at the same time, if you don't have enough, you're never gonna change anything about yourself if you if you are unhappy in the first place. So it's it's difficult because how much free time can some people handle is the question. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got any more to give me on that, Jan? <laughs> well, I think some people. How much can you handle? Some people. <laughs> Some people, and I include myself in this, like before this place, definitely, if I had free time, I'd be, I'd just binge watch a TV series, and there's no problem with that, but if it's week to week, back to back, and you're just spending too much time doing unproductive things, like scrolling through YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, instead of getting out there and living life and doing things that are going to bring you real soul food... And oh, that, soul food. That can, could, that can be a real problem. I think. I think there's a whole generation of people now who don't know how to use free time. Who don't. Who don't even feel free almost in this. In this. Don't world know that how we're to in. be bored. Don't know what bored is. Yeah, absolutely. So but I think through boredom, in for some people, like you said, everyone's different. Can inspire, um, like the change or like you know spark that sort of my soul's purpose or. 
Um, I like I before I'd say I had my spiritual awakening. I'd have to be around people all the time. I'd be out clubbing. It's like I'd be constantly doing stuff and never in a quiet headspace. And then when I yeah. started actually like just sitting with myself on my own and thinking, like you know, journaling and all that stuff's amazing for this. Um, it's like you start to discover, like, oh, actually, like when you start to listen to your own thoughts, like, oh. I am interested in this, or I'd like to do more time here, or, you know, what is... I wonder if what we're talking about here is less about free time. Still about free time, but also, as you say, about headspace. Definitely. I feel like we don't get enough of that, just the, you know, the quiet. And when I say, like, the kids have gone to bed when I'm really recharging my batteries, it's because that's when it's quiet. (laughs) (laughs) When you can listen. Yeah, I think there's something beautiful about being in being quiet and that's what I love about here is like maybe we live too much in our own headspace here sometimes but that silence really allows you to think you know who am I (laughs) that's what we all need more of more headspace definitely I'd say so interesting how do you recharge Emily uh, well, I'm an empath as well, and I get drained. I can wake up and something happen. I'm like, well, that's me then. <laughs> that's <to> me. <laughs> um, I like space from other people. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this looking at you. <laughs> get out of my face. <laughs> I need to just, like, sometimes I have to just go upstairs, shut the bedroom door, and just, I mean, it sounds really weird, just, like, stare at the wall. Yeah. Or nap. Just, I need... Quietness. nothing t- yeah quietness yeah. it literally is I'll, I'll meditate a bit I'll do yoga a bit but even that to me isn't enough I just need it's just like resetting isn't it shutting down yeah it's so hard to switch off it is I've actually bought these earphones now they're called loop earphones you put them in your I don't, I don't understand the mechanics behind them <laughs> but they they produce this new sense of silence for me I'm gonna have to try it out here that really like just shut off the world so I'm really sensitive to noise I'll wear them all the time even if I'm like in the supermarket I might put them in put them in but especially at home now even when there's no noise I put them in and it really like brings me inside of myself that's amazing does those um like Joe Rogan what are those tanks called immersion tanks immersion tanks they sound amazing it's like when you go in this tank of water is it an immersion tank oh no it's a sen- no 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 no, no. it's oh, a sensory go. deprivation tank that's the one so oh. it's basically you go under a water but it's it's think it's like 50 percent salt or 60 percent salt and it's completely dark um pitch black and yeah you're just you can't you're it's like anti-gravity sort of feeling but there's oh, no gosh, it's not any- that just makes me panic <laughs> <laughs> i thought you'd like the idea well, sometimes <laughs> you, trapped in a tank they say like they feel like they've been in there five minutes but they've been in there like two hours or oh, really? time bends and warps and oh, sort of like, yeah. you're in silence you're not even holding your posture or anything it's you're very womb-like isn't yeah, it that's, that's it. exactly what ah, it is yeah i mean i like the idea apart from the like I don't know, it's inside <laughs> yeah. in darkness. I don't really like the dark either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that's a few things there. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, that's a bit different, that one. <laughs> Maybe I won't try that one. Someone else can do that. Do you find that, like, what does Lawrence do? For, like, do, do you ever, oh. can you recharge together? Like, because I'm thinking, do we even do that? Like, or do you have to be on your own to, like, get that I don't know, to be honest, we're very good at napping. And we're very good at being together in silence. Yeah. Obviously not an awkward silence. Just, Just stillness, I think. Yeah. 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 That's lovely. 
I mean, yeah, we you know we watch TV, whatever we do, we have our lives. But yeah, we do just. Yeah, I think napkins is very important as oh, well. Like it's, it's necessary. obviously really in Spain, so that they love a siesta. <laughs> we are in the nap. That's wonderful. It's a bit frustrating really when trying to get petrol at one o'clock and it's shut. They're all napping again. They're all napping. Um, but yeah, I think again, something very like you know sleeping. That like, is how we are meant to recharge. I don't know what. People that can't nap, I don't know how they get through life. I really don't. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I just need 10 minutes, and that just yeah. sorts me out, that reset to start again. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Wonderful. And with your free time, do you guys ever spend your free time together? Because this is something that we've wanted to do, is like start doing a sport together, like tennis oh, or something I like see. that, when the kids, because they're just getting to the school age now. I'm just trying to think what we actually do do. <laughs> We're more like, if we want to spend time together, the main thing we like to do is cook together. Yeah, that's, oh, that's nice. Because we're both yeah. in the kitchen. I mean, Lawrence likes a little dance. Very primal. Mix, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to, like, I don't know, it's just preparing what you're going to eat, isn't it? Just, as you say, like, quite nourishing. Yeah. yeah. And putting that time into each other and time into the food. I think that's really nice. Definitely need to do it more. Yeah, yeah that's so things. true. Or, like, go for a walk or... Yeah, yeah, that's another good way, isn't it? Just being in nature, I think, just that itself yeah. is just so, again, recharge. That's probably like the key word. Recharge. <laughs> recharge. Yeah. We, yeah, do, we do more nature. sports, but we tried badminton recently. It didn't work out very well. <laughs> Was it an argument? Or <laughs> oh, Lawrence then had to play with his left hand to try and get to an equal level, but even that wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> like Sorry, one of you tennis, though. <laughs> And they love it, don't they? When they're like beat you, like, oh, um, well, yeah, it's a very easy match with me. <laughs> but yeah, as you said, I think getting out of nature is just the most definitely wonderful thing to do. Yeah, we, we don't do it enough, even like I wish we could get out more sometimes with the kids again, you know. But it's definitely the most valuable free time. Yes, nature, it's all about nature. I think that's a really lovely way to end it. It's all about nature. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you yeah, so thank much you. for coming on. It's been like a dream of mine to get you both on. No, so thank, no, you. thank you for having us. It's so amazing what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You'll have to listen back and hear yourself. Lovely. Oh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Emily. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I hope you learned as much as I did in that podcast. I hope you've got many takeaways. It's always nice to hear from people who are so inspirational and who have taken such a leap to make their lives better, not just for them, but for their family too. I think we can really say that Georgia and Jack have done that. They are so incredibly inspirational and just such wonderful human beings. Now, you can actually go and stay at Georgia and Jack's retreat as well. You can find them on Instagram at olive underscore mountain underscore farm. Even if you don't want to go and stay, I would have a look at their Instagram because it's very nourishing, I think. There's lots of pictures of nature, different flowers and their way of life. It's just, yeah, it's really... Really beautiful and really wholesome. Not not your average Instagram. It's very real. <laughs> That's what I can say. 
So yeah, have a follow of them. Go and stay, go and try living off grid, even for a weekend. It is incredible. If you're worried about phone signal, I know you will be, you can still get signal up there. Um, and you can still get Wi-Fi up there, but obviously you're encouraged to not use the screens. You can get wonderful massages from Georgia while you're up there. You can go kayaking. You can have a yoga class up there with the mountains by your sides. It's absolutely beautiful and I really recommend it. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I look forward to speaking with you in a couple of weeks. Goodbye!